My name's Bobby Walker with Journey of a New Entrepreneur, and I've got one message for you. Don't be a bitch! What is going on, everybody? It's Bobby Walker here with another episode of the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast. Yes, I see all the messages and people tagging me online saying, Bobby, when the hell are you going to have another episode? Well, here we are. I'm sorry. Guys, you should be used to this by now if you're listening to my podcast. I'm just, I just, I'm not Mr. Consistent. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It's just, uh, it is what I do. But I'm super, super pumped to be back tonight. Today, I've got Chris Cartwright. He's my buddy from New Jersey. He said that all he wants to do today is talk about politics and all kinds of fun stuff. So uh, (laughs) actually, he said that's the only thing he doesn't want to talk about. So naturally, that's exactly where I want to go. But we got Chris on the show. Chris owns and operates a window cleaning and power washing company up in New Jersey. Triple C Pro Window Cleaning and Power Washing. And uh, Chris is a cool dude. Um, He's someone that I definitely consider a friend, but we're not like close friends we don't know each other ultra well but we've hung out at industry events and we've uh well, that's the most thing we've hung out at industry events and then yeah. of course we've chatted you know just on facebook and stuff and and uh i've just really enjoyed the kind of guy that he is so i thought you know what this is a veteran in our industry he's got a home service company that's provided a really good uh, lifestyle for him He's an entrepreneur at heart. I know of at least one other business that he's had. And if I know him, I bet you he's probably had more than that, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's oh, only yeah. had the two. Yeah, but yeah. I, if I was a betting man, he's probably got more than that. But before we get into Chris, I've got to tell you guys, and I'm going to have Chris help me because I actually made him help me before we went live here on this. I've got to tell you guys about Responsibit, okay? I'm almost running out of stuff to say. I, I just need to re- keep repeating it, but good things are worth repeating. So what is Responsibit? It's the show sponsor. Responsibit is the premier sales tool for the home service industry. It does all kinds of stuff. Probably the sexiest thing that it does is hang out on your website and it's a 24 hour a day, seven day a week, 365 and a quarter day a year salesperson. He never sleeps. She never calls in late, and uh, they're never at work, strung out on drugs, or hungover. Responsibid is really, really awesome because it's dependable and it's always there. But the the better part about Responsibid is not that website thing, in my opinion. That's like the, just the minor, minor thing. It's just the icing on the cake. But all the automations, all of the follow-up, the fact that it helps you close more jobs at higher average ticket prices with less effort. That's the bottom line with responsive bid. We use it. We run all of our uh, sales appointments residentially in person. Whenever someone calls in, whenever we go out and run it, we're using responsive bid to do the quoting process. We're using it to do the follow-up, but here's what's cool. Responsibility allows people to book themselves online. So you, whether they go to your website and get your own quote, or if you went out and give them a quote in person, Once they've uh, said, you know what, we finally want to do this thing right through the email where they got the quote after you left the house, we leave them a paper quote and we do our thing. And if we can't close the, the job right then and there... They get emails and text messages and voicemails and uh, could even be postcards and stuff like that that come to them until they decide to buy from us or tell us to take a hike. And whenever they choose to buy through an email, they can schedule themselves on your schedule with intelligent scheduling. You set it up. It will not mess up your schedule if you set it up right, uh, just like anything, right? If you use it right, it's not going to mess up. And then you can put a deposit requirement. So you can't just get people that are messing up your squ- schedule because they have no skin in the game. So what I do is require a 10% deposit on online bookings or anything like that. And, and here was the cool thing. Just before we went live, 
I pulled up my PayPal account, which is what I use for the 10% deposits. If I'm lying, I'm dying. Chris, Chris, am I lying about this? You saw it, right? No, he is not. I saw it with my own two yeah. eyes. We screen shared. And uh, so here's the deal. In the last 30 days on my PayPal account, now keep in mind, this is 10% deposits that have hit. I've had $609 deposited. And actually, I found out I messed up because I was adding the numbers after the little PayPal, you know, fees come out, but it says a little more than that. Not a lot more, but $609 after the PayPal fees. And, uh, which equates to, if, if my math is right, $6,090 that responsive bid has closed for me. It's closed $6,090 in my business in the last 30 days. And we did nothing. We didn't have to call them. We didn't have to follow up. We didn't have to find the right spot on the schedule. It just happened automatically because of how awesome responsive it is. So now I've done more than $6,090 in sales, you know, in the last 30 days, but that's what responsive did. And I didn't I have to pay so. it. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. Right. <laughs> but I haven't had to pay an employee to, <laughs> to handle it or anything. So it's super awesome. It's super great. And customers love it. If you guys want to check it out, they have a free trial and journey of a new entrepreneur listeners. If you use the journey of a new entrepreneur link, you don't just get the free trial, but you get an additional 30 days on that trial and you get special pricing that you can't get anywhere else. So this deal is 100% exclusive to Journey of a New Entrepreneur listeners. You go to jnebid.com. So that's J-N-E, like Journey of a New Entrepreneur, and then bid, like responsibid.com. J-N-E-bid.com. Check it out. It's awesome. Oh, and I forgot to tell you guys, they're so confident in their service. They have a 10 to one ROI guarantee. Did you hear that? 10 to one ROI guarantee. That means if you get responsive bid and you don't get a 10 to one return on your money, you don't pay for responsive bid. That's how confident they are. And they can't stay in business if people don't pay them. So this thing works. It delivers. Check it out. Tell them Bobby sent you. Okay, now I can breathe. Now I can breathe. We got the bills paid. We got the bills paid. All one breath. All one breath. Yeah, yeah. I I think I did good. That was a good read. Kurt Kimpton, you better have listened to that one. And I I want a message saying, Bobby, that was a good that was a good ad. That was a good ad. Because it was a good ad. And just to tell you, I've known Kurt since way before he even started Responsive Bit. He's a stand-up guy. And when I used to own my SEO web design company, I've seen him work in different um industries too. Like if you have an idea. He'll actually try to make it happen, even if you're like doing something off the hook, like I don't know, like uh, like trimming dogs or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's going to try to make that work. Yep. Uh, so if you have ideas, I'm going to leave Kurt's uh, personal cell phone number at the end of the <laughs> podcast, and I, everybody, I encourage you to call him. Yeah, yeah, do that. Please do that. I don't know how well you know Kurt, but he does. He doesn't talk to anyone on the phone. Like he, he doesn't his wife, no one, they have to send him voice messages through Voxer. He doesn't use it. So I say we leave the phone number out there just to ruin his, ruin his day. That'd be, that'd be a lot. <laughs> it's true. I don't think I've ever spoken to him on the actual phone. It's always been Voxers. Yeah. Like one time I did. Years. Kurt's become a really, he's, he's become one of my closest friends. And uh, one time I was like, dude, I need some advice on a, you know, personal issue kind of an emergency. Give me, I need to talk to you. So I talked to him on the phone and while he was talking to me, his wife was like, what is, she was like, babe, you don't even talk to me on the phone. So I I felt really special. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, that's enough about Kurt. That's enough about Kurt. Um, Chris, welcome to the show, man. Welcome to the no bitch zone. This is the, this is the podcast where you, you cannot be a victim. It's the no bitch zone. Don't be a bitch. 
you just you're just not a bitch in here, and that's why you're on the show. That's I I like the cut of your jib, if you will. So, Chris, tell us a little bit about you, man. I I, I told everyone that you own a uh, you know pressure washing window cleaning company. I think it's Windows First and Pressure Second, if I understand it well. But tell us just a little bit about you as a person. Tell us a little bit about you as an entrepreneur, and and let's get into this thing. Absolutely. Well, first off, we're switching it around. We used to be window cleaning and pressure washing, registered it. We're going to be power washing and window cleaning now. Oh, really? Love it that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're taking on so much washing now. Mm-hmm. We used to be windows only. Yep. Nothing but window cleaning. And uh, our washing sector is just blowing up. I mean, we've got four trucks that could do it full time and one truck that does window cleaning full time. So it's oh, wow. amazing. Wow. And you were correct. I, You know of one other business. I was counting in my head when you were doing your numbers and uh, your response pitch field. Well, close to a dozen now that I've had in my lifetime. Really? Which is wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with more coming, which is great. Yep. Uh, I've done it all. I've I've gone through the music industry. I've gone through the restaurant uh, business. I was a partner in a coffee shop. I owned my own restaurant consultancy agency. Oh, what else have I done? Uh, I used to be a nightclub and rave event producer, which was fun. You know what? Uh, I, I believe that. I, I can see that. Yeah. 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 The 90s were uh, a fun time. I was going to say, if you, you and, by uh, rave producer, I have a feeling that you were a supplier, but we don't got to. Uh, <laughs> I'm I kidding. Was, don't admit. I, I don't admit. Guy, I was the guy that threw the party. I didn't necessarily bring the party. <laughs> fair, there, fair. So. <laughs> you didn't make it fun. You just made it possible, right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, yeah, so I've I've done a lot. Um, a lot of people know me from my former company, Four Six Two Web Concepts, which I was uh, sold to Justin Monk and Bobby Williams about two years ago. Yep. Uh, we were doing SEO, web design, AdWords, all sorts of fun stuff. Yep. Um, I tried to I tried to use you back then, and you were like, Bobby, sorry, you suck. We will not let you be one of our clients. Do you remember that? Yeah. I brought I you on. I brought that. you on the show just so I could just just grind this axe with you. Yeah. And you know what? My rule is I don't like taking on more than one person in one area Mm -hmm. because or back then when I was doing, I didn't like taking on more than one person in one area because I feel like I'm competing with myself and people get mad. No, it makes perfect sense uh, actually. Yeah. We got my boys, the pressure guys right up the block from you. and uh, uh, I couldn't do it, man. (laughs) You know what? It made me, it made me like you. I, I, I respected that so much because you know, SEO is not cheap. And, uh, I, uh, you know, I reached out to you. It was early on, early, early on into my business. And, um, I remember thinking I can't afford this, but if it works, I'll, I can't afford it. And, and, uh, whenever you said up, oh, sorry, man, I got someone in your area. I thought, you know what, this dude's got integrity. I like it. So, yeah. I mean, if you don't lie, you don't get caught. Exactly. You don't have to have a good memory if you're not lying, right? <laughs> exactly. You don't have to keep up with the lies. Mm-hmm. So I just choose not to. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Yeah. But, um, our business, uh, Triple C Window Clean and Power Washing, or Power Washing and Window Clean, whatever you want to call it, we're um, we're in a great spot in the nation, um, an enviable spot. We're right outside New York City in the nice suburbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been around. We just turned 11 last week, actually. Wow. Uh, yeah, believe it or not, I started this out of necessity because uh, when the last economic downturn came, um, I was still working in restaurants and the money dried up. Oh, so yeah. I looked out the window one day and I was like, all right, I got to... I got to go out and do something. First mm-hmm. day I went out and made like 300 bucks, thought I was a millionaire. Yeah. But, uh, I think, yeah, I think all of us do that. Whatever we get into something like this and it's like $300 in a day and it's my first day. I'm, I'm rich. 
I love it. And it's cash. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why you were rich. It's like now I, I can do 60,000 now. And I'm like, I wish I was just doing the 300, you know, and <laughs> just go out and do storefronts again. That's the best way to do it. Yep, yep. <laughs> That's how I started it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, um, it's been a long ride. We, um, we actually closed down for two years in 2017 and uh, 18 mm-hmm. because we were on 462. But then I realized I don't like sitting in front of a computer all day and all night. Ah. So uh, we started this bad boy back up. And um, the growth has been amazing. Just in the last two and two, a little bit over two years that we've been back open, uh, we're hitting all the goals that I set 10 years ago that I didn't even think were going to be attainable. Mm-hmm. Um, last year would have been our biggest year we took a little bit of a hit because we are right outside of new york city yeah. with yeah with covid going on mm-hmm. and everything. um but this year i mean we're looking at the same goals that you are so nice i'm man. very happy about that yep good good well you uh you're someone like like i said at the beginning and you know i really i don't blow smoke um if i don't like you I do one of two things. I'll either be silent about it or I tell people I don't like you, I, you know, or, and, and yourself. And, but you, I, I genuinely mean it. You're someone that, uh, you know, as close as we're not, uh, I always enjoy kind of watching you from afar online. Uh, I like the way you conduct yourself. Uh, we will not talk politics, but let me say this. I, I actually love the fact, because you and I are kind of different politically, you know, in, yep. in, in many, many ways. But I, I love the way you handle yourself, even when you talk about that stuff. You know, I, I think you're, uh, you're I think you're a stand up dude and, and uh, the uh, you're well respected within the industry, you know, and uh, I am. Well, I think so. At least the people I've talked to, <laughs> you know, now that James Anth, uh, Anthony, he, uh, James Anthony says, uh, oh, don't have that not. guy on your show, but <laughs> <laughs> you got to get the bleep button out for him. I yeah. Cause that will show, but for him, yeah, definitely get it out. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, man, uh, I, I think, you know, my listeners, I think they, uh, I think they need to hear from people like you, you know, you're, uh, you're kind of the opposite of me. You know, you're not someone, you're not an attention whore. You're not someone that, that, you know, feels the need to be in the spotlight and all that stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, I, I like it and that's good for me, but, but that's not you, but you're a guy that keeps his nose to the grindstone. You do your thing, you budget your money, you, you shut down in the winter, you, you know, you're, you're living a really, really cool lifestyle. Um, you know, you work hard, what, nine months out of the year or something like that? About nine, 10 months out yeah. of the year. This year was a little bit longer, but yeah. yeah. And then you just shut down, you know, like I, I remember I reached out to you, I think it was maybe in December and I was like, Hey dude, let's do a podcast. And you're like, yeah, yeah hit me up in February because, uh, we ain't doing shit. We're going off the grid for a month. And I'm like, cool. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So, uh, so tell me just a little bit more, uh, as, as much as you, you, you're willing to share. Like, I know you're married. Tell us a little bit about the non-business guy, you know, talk about a wife, talk about guitars, talk about, you know, cool stuff like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, my wife would love for me to talk about her. Uh, <laughs> I married a beautiful young lady from yep. uh, Brooklyn, New York, uh, back in 2016, Nadine. She's my office manager. Um, we were together before she became my office manager. <laughs> um, she, has, she has her master's degree and didn't like her field after she got it. And I said, well, I need your brain. So yeah. why don't you come work for me and answer the phone? Uh, that girl could sell ice to an Eskimo. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, she's been working here for this is her seventh year now. Wow, unbelievable! Yeah, and uh, she's the real brains of the operation. I just know how to sign checks, which is wonderful. <laughs> uh, well, just to interrupt real quick before you sure. change the subject, there, because I've met her one time, and now I know why I 
would never get in a fight with her, and I'm scared that she would kick my ass because of the whole Boston thing. So that makes a lot of sense. Because she's, yeah, yeah, she's little. She's not very big, but I, I, the little bit of time I spent with her, I would not mess with her. I'll tell you that much. Five foot of Brooklyn Fury. Yeah. That's what she is. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we, um, I'm originally from a town called Island, which is uh, New Jersey. It's a little bit south of here, uh, directly across the river from Staten Island in New York City. Um, we uh, we hang out. We do a lot of stuff. We got a dog or a cat. Um, I eat, breathe, and live the business except for two year, two months out of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- at that point, if you can't tell behind me, I have a nice fresh cook. Chris, and, can you um, hear me? I'm trying to think. What would you like to know? Here, how about this? Ask twenty questions. Ask me anything. Okay. All right. Can Can you hear me? By the way, I don't know if I think it might be my internet kind of cutting out. Are you able to hear me? All right. I can hear you. I think we got like a millisecond delay going okay. on. So I'll let you. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So I'll, I'll ask you some a couple of cool things. So first off, how long have you been playing the guitar? Oh, uh, I'll be forty five this year. So in July, it'll be forty one years. Oh, damn. Okay. So yeah. Next question. Don't be humble. How good are you at playing the guitar? Scale of one to ten. Ew. Seven or eight. Seven right. or eight. Okay. That's I'm I'm gonna call that pretty good. If you Yeah. I'm not great, but I'm I'm not yeah. a beginner. <laughs> you know I, I, mean? I I can play yeah. like uh happy trails to you and stuff like that around the campfire. That's about all I can all I can really do myself. So but, uh, that's all you need to do. Yeah. I, I mean, um, it, it, it all depends on what you want to do. Like I'm a metalhead, yep. So all I want to do is sit there and just wail away and start just, you know, noodling mm-hmm. all over the fretboard. But then, you know, there are great guitar players that are just like, you know, finger picking very mm-hmm. slow. It's, it's all personal taste at that point, yeah. you know? Well, so my next question, which you may have already answered probably, but is the music that you play the same as the music you enjoy listening to? I listen to everything. Yeah. Like I like to play a lot. Most of it would be on the harder side, but yeah, I'll listen for everything from like Sade to Slayer. Mm -hmm. I mean, my Alexa, oh, now she's going to go off. Hold on a second. (laughs) Alexa, stop. Probably thinks I'm schizophrenic. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Alexa, order condoms. (laughs) Sorry. Alexa, what are condoms? Well, I was trying to make it order them for you. Uh, oh, you won't be able to hear over there. <laughs> I was going to say something else, but. Stop. That's funny. Seth Fensterstock. Uh, I don't know if you know who he is. He's a big uh, WCR guy. He's always at the booth along who? the air. Seth Fensterstock. No, I don't know Seth. Okay. You've probably, oh, no, you've I do know him. Seth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've met him. I've met him at the shows, the huge convention. Yep. Yeah. When. Uh, when my wife and I got married, he wasn't able to make it to the wedding, but he sent us the gift. It was when the A word first came out. Mm-hmm. I opened it up. I'm like, what is this thing? I've been addicted to it ever since. We're going five years now. So <laughs> I have one in every room of my house, so Jeff Bezos can listen to me everywhere. Oh, everywhere. Hello, NSA. I hope you're doing good. Yeah. But see, I've got the the HomePods at my house. So same thing. I, I just got those in there uh, here in the last couple months, but I love that stuff. Uh-oh. I just disappeared. Oh, hold on. I guess you can hear me. 
Uh oh, Mike, can you hear me now? Uh, guys, yeah, I'm okay. right there with you. All right, I, yeah. my my camera just jacked up on me. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm the same way. So, but let's get back to guitars, and then we're gonna talk business. I just this is cool stuff because you were making a guitar the other day. I don't know if uh, you finished it. You were working on a Strat, if I remember right. Yes, absolutely. I'll go grab her, actually. Yeah. So, so Chris, you know, he and I, we go back and forth every now and then online, and most of the time it's about guitars and stuff. Now, I love guitars. I'm just not good at playing the guitar. I just enjoy the guitar. And I, I got an old uh, – I got a Mexican Strat that, that I love. It's got two singles and then a humbucker in the bridge position. But look at this thing. So, for those of you listening – He's got this beautiful wood grain strat that he all refinished. Looks like is that a uh, is that a maple fretboard that's on there? That is uh I don't know what the the wood is called, I forget. Um but yeah. Yeah, man, that looks great. Well, but I ma- actually took a $200 guitar and made it into about a $2,000 guitar. Yeah, that's cool. And stuff. I had a good time doing it. <laughs> good deal. And then the last thing about you and then we'll get into business here. Uh and then maybe maybe We'll see if we can make it happen. Uh, if you got an amp next to you, maybe at the end of the, here at the end of the show, you can show off. Possibly. Some, uh, we'll see. Everything is unhooked at this point. Oh, is it? Just, <laughs> yeah. But I could play without an amp. I got an acoustic over there. Okay. Cool. 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 <laughs> so, um, last last thing here, um, cooking. You are you consider yourself a grill master? I think based on what I've seen online. <laughs> uh, based by the belly you've seen, yeah, yeah. I definitely. I love to cook. Um, my time in the restaurant industry, I just, I worked mostly in very high end restaurants, uh, mostly French restaurants. And so I just learned a lot of things. So, you know, I pack on the pounds, but I have a really good time doing it. Yeah, I I do too. That's why I've grown this beard out to help hide all the chins, you know, so it's not doing a very good job. so. (laughs) So, all right, well, that's fun stuff. So Chris, let's talk about business. So, um, what, uh, you said you've had, a, I think it was either half a dozen or a dozen of them, but when uh, when did you become that guy? You know, Were you an entrepreneur in school, right out of school? How did you get into doing your own thing? In school, um, the way this all started, I mean, I always did little things like, uh, you know, mowing lawns and shoveling snow, which kids don't do anymore. Mm-hmm. It surprises me. I gladly pay them to do it. Uh, when I was about 15 years old, I went to my first nightclub in new york city and the entire rave thing first started and i had a blast so i started doing very very small parties on my own and then those parties got bigger and they got bigger next thing you know we got a couple thousand people in like skating rinks and uh one that we did was in like a hall of a college like a common room in a college that we weren't supposed to be in mm-hmm. and uh that became a business that was great i did that for six or seven years and um then it kind of fell out of you know, the scene kind of died off. So I went out of that and uh, got into other things. Uh, but as soon as I realized that I can make my own money without having to wear somebody's uniform, mm-hmm. it was great. Problem is, is I forgot that for about a decade. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you so did I your own doing... thing. Then you fell into the, the rat race trap afterwards for a little bit, huh? Yeah. It seemed that a lot of what I was doing as far as businesses after a certain time in my life is, was for like beer money mm-hmm. or extra. Bucks. No, I never took anything seriously. And like I said, when I started to up triple C window cleaning, power washing, I, I did it out of necessity. So I was just like, okay, I need to make more money than this. 
And then it just kind of snowballed. And it took me a year or two to realize that like, this is actually a legitimate thing. I can, yeah, this could be a retirement plan. You know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So now, uh, now when I look at businesses, I look at it from a completely different perspective, either build it to sell it mm-hmm. or build it. Yep. And uh, that's what we're trying to do here. You know? Well, you know, like uh, I know, you know who Josh Latimer is uh, clearly. Uh, and yeah. you know, his thing was automate, grow, sell. You know, automate your business, grow it, sell it. Um, and then uh, my buddy, uh, business partner, Mike Dalkey, um, who I'm actually now partners with him in a couple of businesses, which is cool. But uh, nice. my business partner, Dalkey, um, um, him and Kaplan, uh, Michael Kaplan, both of those guys are my partners. And they always, they talk about, they like automate, grow ATM. You know, they're, they're like, mm-hmm. you know, let's automate it, let's grow it. And then let's just be investors and, and let this thing make us some money. And, um, I'm not, I'll probably do a little bit of both of that. Just like you're talking about, you know, it's like this business originally that, you know, my, my pressure washing business that I have, um, I originally thought, you know, I'll, I'll build this thing and I'll grow it and I'll sell it. And now I'm looking at it and I'm like, you know, these things can provide a pretty good income for you, but they don't sell for real high multiples, you know? So like, you, you know, if you, if you wanted $10 million for a pressure washing business, you probably need to be doing, you know, $5 million of profit, <laughs> you know, a year, you yeah. know, type of thing. And that might be a bit of an exaggeration, but you know, it's, it's not too far off, you know? And, uh, but, but it can, can do a really good, uh, uh, income for you. So I think like this business, if I, if you held a gun to my head today and said, are you going to sell the pressure washing company or keep it? I'd say, I'm going to keep it. I'm just not going to be working. And actually my goal We'll see if we can make it happen. Is in uh, next January, so January 2022, I'll be out of the out of this business on the day to day. I won't be taking a salary from it or anything, and just the distribution. So we'll, we'll you're going to want back in. I've been there. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> I've been there. You're going to say I missed that, and you're going to get back in. Been there, done that. I think I'm going to disagree with you, but here's the thing: I'm not saying that I'm not going to do something else. I'm just saying that. I think this one, because actually I'm looking at starting another business in 22. So, uh-huh. so the plan, uh, as it stands today, is Caleb, my son, who run, he you know he started out as a technician. Now he's doing all of our sales. Uh, the plan is he'll be uh, replacing me as like the GM or the CEO. You know, we say CEO, which is technically true, but essentially a general manager. And then. Yes. Um, uh, and then actually he and I are going to partner in another business, but he's just going to put in some cash. And I think, uh, I actually first proposed it and told him, I said, let me just keep running this one for a little bit. You start the other one and I'll be the silent partner. And he goes, actually, I think I'd rather do it the other day, other way. And I'm like, works for me. So that's kind of what we're that looking works. at, you know, on this, this time around, but, uh, also, uh, you know, trying, trying to, uh, do some things like, a an adult should now and, and investing in some things and, and you know, uh, I've got a you know, retirement and things like that. Yeah. You know, just those little details. And I've got a, I actually, yeah. <laughs> I have a friend in Oklahoma that, uh, uh, is starting a business that I actually might just be just investing in that one. Uh, not, not actually doing any work in it, but just, um, you know, kind of the, the seed round there. But, but anyway, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. I love it. I, I like the automate grow ATM thing. Uh, just as much, at least, as the automate grow sell, and uh, potentially more. We will see when when time comes. Oh, it's all about the bank account in the That's long true. run. I mean, yep. we 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 love doing this. I'll never retire. I do know this. No matter what, I'll be doing something because uh, I can't sit still. I get yeah. in trouble when I sit still. So yeah, um, yeah. But the automate grow ATM, I totally agree with that. But you know, if if you're a driven person like yourself or myself. 
it's kind of hard to just step back even when you can. Yeah. We'll, well see. We'll see in a year or two. We'll see. <laughs> but I'll just say this. Every time I hear people talk about, you know, well, here's what a real entrepreneur is. A real entrepreneur is someone that's driven and they're this and they're that. And they're not going to retire. And I'm like, I don't think I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> I don't think I have any. I think I'm the laziest entrepreneur of all the entrepreneurs that I know. Because my whole thing is, how can I get enough money in the bank so I can just hang out on Duval Street at Key West and just like, you know, drink, drink margaritas and just talk to other uh, vagrant people that live there just like myself at that point and, and uh, you know, hang out at Sloppy Joe's all the time and just have a good time over there. But but uh, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I, I get bored quick, and and uh, I think I, I'd get bored doing nothing just as much as I get bored when I'm working too. Exactly. I mean, up here we always say you retire, you move down to Florida. You're yeah. there, you're down to Florida, so you're, you're good. <laughs> yeah, and I love all the jokes right now with the Super Bowl with Brady, and they're like, Brady is like the poster child. You know, you grow up in the Northeast up there and then you, uh, you retire and you go down to, <laughs> to Tampa and it's like, that's exactly what the dude did. So it's good stuff. So, yep. so Chris, you um, still got me right now. Sorry. I'm incoming call. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're, I haven't missed you at all. Yep. Yep. We're good. All right, cool. So, so you started this business about 11 years ago. Um, walk us mm-hmm. through, you know, kind of briefly walk us through, um, what it looked like and then kind of how it progressed over the years, you know, so I'm sure it was probably oh, yeah. just you at, you know, on day one, probably, but talk to us about how, yep. how you grew the business. I'm sure you had no issues. I'm sure everything just went off without a hitch and you just made money and, and never made a mistake and never had to piss off customer or, oh, yeah, or you know, anything. So tell, tell us, all, tell us a little bit about that story. Huh. So, all right. So when I started, um, I was all storefront and mm-hmm. it was just, just to get by. Um, you know, I was doing 10, Tell people, 20, 30. For people that are not in window cleaning, oh, storefront explain window what that means. Yeah. I'm sorry. What? So it's basically you go door to door um, to different mom and pop shops. I always went to mom and pop shops mm-hmm. and little stores because they're just easy. You don't have to go through corporate. And you say, hey, you want your windows cleaned? They're filthy. And they, 99% of the time, they tell you they have somebody else that does it or they do it themselves. And they're always full of crap when they do. Mm-hmm. Um but that 1% of the time you wait for customer and you get that customer on a repeat schedule. In a perfect world, you do yeah. a lot of times you don't, but you know, even if it's like 10, $20, if you have your routes, mm-hmm. you know, just smushed together, you're doing well because you could hit 10, 20 stores in a day and you're making a good amount of money. Uh, the problem with that is, especially in an area like this, because we're so densely populated, we are the, most densely populated area in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, you got what I like to call crackheads on bicycles. So basically everybody wants to take and clean windows. Yeah. <laughs> um, eventually people started asking me to do their homes. And at mm-hmm. this point I was already on uh, the W the window cleaning resource.com uh, forums. Yep. So I was kind of before the Facebook thing really took off. Yeah. Yeah. Way before I, Facebook was at its infancy at this mm-hmm. point. And I was just watching like a lot of these guys talking and a lot of guys that I still talk to today, like Nick Long, like Josh Cronin, Chris Lamanides, yep. Alex Lamanides, all these guys, like I, I, I became friends with over the years and I'm looking at the numbers they're talking about. And now that I'm thinking back, it's, they weren't that impressive. The numbers back then, they were really impressive. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I really should start taking this seriously. So I think like, my second year, my 
my second or third year, my goal was to do like a hundred grand. And I realized how easy it was mm-hmm. gross, not net. Yeah. Then I just kept raising the bar and raising the bar. And, um, it progressed into the point that we got rid of our storefront routes completely. And actually mm-hmm. we couldn't get rid of them. Nobody wanted to buy them. So eventually, you know, being nice guy, I sent off our people letters saying, I'm sorry, we're going in a different direction. Yeah. And, um, kept building and building. Um, I started taking on employees. I want to say my second year in business and was basically just like buddies who needed beer money or didn't have a yeah. job at that point. Uh, point of advice to anybody that's listening, don't hire your friends because it's going to go <laughs> south eventually. Because they're not going to be your friends anymore. Don't hire good friends for sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of, it took a lot of relationship mending, but uh, I realized that that was <laughs> what was going on. Yeah. And over that entire time, I started to learn and perfect my entire marketing game. Uh, with that, I had never heard the term SEO or search engine optimization when I first started. Um, I found that out after a couple months being on window clean resource. And I said, what's this? So I made my own website and then I became obsessed with it mm-hmm. 100%. And that's why we do so well with it and um, started providing it to other people within the industry. And then it turned really, really big. Um, it was all fine and well, but it was only myself and my wife doing the work. So um, it's really easy for me to run one or two businesses that are my own. Yeah. When you have 50 businesses you're responsible for. Gets a little tricky. Yeah, it gets so. a little tough. Yeah. And you were probably... Yeah. If I'm a, if I'm just going to take a guess, you probably were doing really well financially doing that. It was just a pain and probably a nightmare to manage. I'm assuming. It's not that hard to manage if people have realistic expectations and, you know, like there's fine print on your contracts and Mm -hmm. people don't read it. And then they're like, well, why aren't you doing this? And it's like, well, it's not part of the scope of work. We had a lot of that going on. Yeah. Um, and it just, you know, after seeing so many SEO and marketing people come and go in this industry, even though we were doing everything in our best power to make sure that everybody was happy, it always felt like the other shoe was going to drop. It always felt like, okay, am I slipping up somewhere? Mm-hmm. So eventually I was just like, I think it's time to get rid of this and yeah. give it to somebody else. And, and what but, was, uh, uh, what's the, I think, I know you already shared it, but because you sold it to another guy in the industry, Justin. What, uh, yeah. if someone's looking for that, um, where, where can they go and hear that or find out about that? JustinMonkSEO.com. Okay. There you go. So there's, there's one to go look at. So, yeah. So the, yeah. the, the one that Chris built and Justin's growing. So, uh, continuing to grow. So that's good stuff. Yeah. Well, Justin always had his own SEO company. Um, we were friends since way, way back in the day too. And we spoke every day on Voxer. And he didn't want to step on my toes in the window cleaning and pressure washing industry. So when I was like, I want to sell you my company, he's like, no, man, you're making a bad mistake. You want to keep the company? And they eventually he's like, yeah, now I want all this window cleaning and pressure washing uh, yeah. <laughs> business. So, uh, yeah, I eventually convinced him to buy it. Yep. And so so with window cleaning, you, you, just, you got an SEO for your own business, right? You didn't get into yes. it initially to start an SEO company. You started doing SEO for yourself, which led to the other business at that point. Absolutely. 100%. And that was around, let's see here, let me do math here. So I'm thinking what it was like, Oh nine when you started ish somewhere in there on the window cleaning thing. 
2010. 10, beginning okay. of 2010. And yeah. then, uh, and you said you you shut down the window cleaning company around, I think, 17, 2017, you said, uh, to focus solely on SEO. When did you actually start the SEO service for other people? Late 2015. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a tricky story why I started it. I was already um, giving speeches about things of this sort at the uh, the regional and the national conventions. Mm-hmm. Uh, without getting too deep into it, uh, another company was not performing and uh, people wanted me and I'm like, okay, I'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, you just, it happened out of necessity or, or, or accident almost, huh? Yeah, well, it was also at the very beginning of the winter, so I'm like, I'll take that money over the winter. You know, mm-hmm. we shut down. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, what what did the what did the window cleaning company look like before you shut down? So, you started in ten. You had seven a seven year run. Um, what was it looking like? Were you managing a huge team of people? Was life amazing? Was life just a nightmare with that? Talk to us about that a little bit. It was stressful. It was one of those things where it had to be one or one thing or the other. Um, before we shut it down, 2016, we had five employees. We were running two trucks full time, and me going out doing work every once in a while because you know, I love when I do my own work because the profit margin just through the roof. Mm-hmm. I don't do it anymore. Um, we were doing well, um, but it was tough for me to manage because I don't know how to delegate. And that mm-hmm. was a huge problem of mine back then. I'm still learning. I'm, I'm never going to be perfect at it. I can't let things go, especially when they're my baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it, it was tough. We were doing well, but we were doing too well for me to handle as one person. So mm-hmm. that's why I had to make the decision whether to go one way or another. Um, I'm glad that we brought the the, the service company back uh, because it's actually doing well now that I have like a one track mind focused on mm-hmm. it. The sky's the limit. I mean, unless when you get like, you know, COVID coming into play. Well, the sky's the limit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, everyone's got to shut down for forever. Yeah. That sucks. The what as you, as you've been growing this business and, and I would assume once again, that like when you open it back up was probably a little easier than starting it from scratch. Cause there was some, some foundation there, but um, yeah. What were, if you had to look back over the last, you know, 10, 11 years here and say, here's uh, some of the bigger challenges I faced or, or the bigger mistakes that you made uh, while doing it, uh, does anything come to mind immediately whenever I ask you that? Yeah. Offering too much. Um, I used to have a big problem with actually going out of my wheelhouse. So, you mm-hmm. know, let's give you a perfect example. When uh, when I first started, somebody needed a piece of trim replaced on um, a monitor windows with a piece of wooden trim, and I said I'll replace it and paint it. I don't. I had the tools. I didn't know how to help do this. It's a terrible idea. Um, <laughs> so that didn't end up with a satisfied customer. Mm-hmm. Um, over the years, what we have done is we've gone in a different direction than what a lot of companies and a lot of business owners. I speak to in this in this particular industry go through uh, where we've actually whittled down our services to exactly what we want to do. And we just specialize in that. We're only residential. We only do a certain few things, you know, house washes, concrete, window cleaning, uh, roof cleaning. We don't do gutter cleaning anymore. That's one of the ones that I got rid of last year yeah. because it's just 
the profit margin isn't there unless you have a large route. Mm-hmm. But if, if you niche yourself out like that, it makes, or at least in my case, it made things so much easier and we're running leaner and smoother than we ever had before because we just got rid of a lot of the fat that was mm-hmm. a problem. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, b- before you go to another one, I think that's a, I hope everyone that's listening, especially uh, or specifically newer guys that are starting out, um, offering too many services is is a killer for a business that's trying to scale. Now, if you're if you're gonna uh, you know if your goal is to be the solo owner operator, uh, you know maybe a different story. Of, and if I was gonna be the solo owner operator, I'd probably take any you know good paying you know, thing that, that I knew that I could do. But when you, when you're starting to, to grow and scale, you know, what that means is you're not the one doing the work. And it also means you're not the one that's even going to be on the job site, you know, at least after a certain time. And if you have to train people on 10 different things, they're, they're, it doesn't work out. Yeah, they're spread thin and they can't do it themselves. So like we actually dropped something last year because um, we were, uh, you know, we did interior and exterior window cleaning and then all the exterior stuff. Well, we added um, paver sealing. And as a result, I took away, I did, did away with interior window cleaning. And there's a couple reasons yep. I picked that service. Uh, one of them was it was one of our smaller uh, revenue generators because w- in window cleaning is a good margin business, but, uh, but interior window cleaning is like the slowest. It's the hardest yeah. thing to train people on. Um, you know, like it's, it's easier to teach people how to seal pavers, I think, than it is to, to effectively window clean. And, uh, so we, we got rid of it because it was just too many, you know, too many things for us to manage and, and keep our quality, you know, where it needs to be. So, so, so new guys out there, if your goal is to grow and scale, um, get get really comfortable with the word no, with saying no, you know, we don't do that. And we even turned down, you know, we turned down a handful of requests uh, before we did pressure washing or realized that we wanted to. You know, we would even turn down pressure washing at that point. You know, like on day one with us, we made it a point to be, because we had learned, you know, just from reading and listening to other people, yeah. uh, we had learned not to not to do that before we even started. So we stayed very, very disciplined on it. And I think it's one of the reasons we've probably had fewer headaches than, than a lot of uh, stories that I hear out there just for that reason. So yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, totally agree with it. And you know what, even if you're, if you're uncomfortable saying no, if you're a business owner, the best thing to do is develop a market, uh, not a market, uh, develop a network of people who do do this. So there's a pressure washing company up the block from me that does landscaping. I don't do landscaping. Mm-hmm. You know what? I refer to the landscaping work. Yep. They refer to pressure washing, which is great, you know? Mm-hmm. And we're all over the place with that. I mean, I like to stay friends with most of my competitors. Some are just jerks and there's nothing you could do about it. If you yeah. want to be a dipshit, that's on your own time. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I, I'll go out. I mean, when we were allowed to, I would go out for dinner and drinks with a lot of my competitors all the time and, Mm-hmm. They become friends of mine. You know, there's no yep. reason to hate a guy that's doing the same thing as you in your yep. same area. I, yep. I couldn't agree more, especially in an area like where you live or I live. Mine's not as populated as yours, but, um, man, there's just so much work out there, you know, and, and when yep. we're busy fighting people, uh, I, I don't have any uh, – someone posted on a, a Florida pressure washers Facebook group, 
couple of days ago and was like, does anybody have like a, you know, long water fed pole? I need it for a weekend. I'll rent it from you. And I'm like, I posted on there and I was like, yeah, dude, I got one. You don't got to rent it. Just, yeah. you, you got to agree to fix it. You know, <laughs> if you break yeah. anything, but, but you don't got to rent anything. And, and, but I've had guys do that stuff for me. And I think that's what makes the world go around. You know, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't really think like karma is a real tangible thing, but I do think that, um, in life, you tend to reap what you sow. You know, I think what you put out there, you get back. And, and um, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a good practice agree. to live by. It's not just a good business practice. It's a good life one for sure. Well, yeah. I mean, unless you're some sort of sociopath, it actually makes you feel good about being a good person as well. I, so I might yeah. be a sociopath. I don't know. I'm, uh... <laughs> I've been wondering, you yeah. know, who knows? <laughs> right. Well, my favorite show is Dexter. So, um, but anyway, uh, so, so you, so the the first thing that you had mentioned that there was a struggle is you you were just doing too much. Um, yeah. I think I know the answer to this, but how how did that ultimately negatively impact you? Um, stress. Yeah. Stress would be the number one answer on that because you know you when when you go to any given job alone or with a crew or something like that. And you know what you're doing. It's very easy. Okay, you do this, you do this, stop do this. Mm-hmm. If you're just, you know, throwing caution to the wind and you know, cat grooming while you're <laughs> cooking for a customer <laughs> and you know, detailing their car rims and you don't know how to do any of those, you're gonna go in with this extra existential dread. And it's not just like the morning of, it's like the, the entire two weeks that you're waiting that are on the schedule. And I just rather not live like that i mean that's why we turn down a lot of big work as well because it's less of a headache i'd rather hit four little houses in a day each crew than have them on a a three-week job and i know a lot of people i know are going to slay me for saying that but it just works out better for me i get (laughs) it no that makes so much sense i i mean if if the i'd love to land like a a big you know hundred thousand dollar parking garage to clean don't get me wrong okay i'm not saying i'm not going after big stuff but there's um, I'll use a good analogy in, in a slightly different industry. Uh, a lot of people in our industry do this, but like Christmas lights. I, uh, yeah. I haven't done them, but I have uh, well a bunch of friends that do. And one of them who has just been killing it with the Christmas light thing, uh, he said, you know, when we first started, we were going after the big mansions and everything and because uh, the big tickets. And he goes, we realized that our sweet spot was like the two – 3,000 square foot houses. They were $600 jobs and we could just boom, 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 bang them out, go to the next one. It's easy. It's safe. It's fast. And, and everyone was happy, you know? So, uh, but you know, whenever you're a new business owner, um, I, I, almost all of us probably do this. There's some people that have a a better head on their shoulders, but I know I didn't. Um, you want to just get the big stuff because you feel like if you get the, if you got the high rise thing or whatever it is, you can post that online and you look like a badass and you feel like you're doing something yeah. great. But, uh, but that's, those are kind of, uh, I think Ray Burke, I was, uh, he was talking about this cause he had a really good year last year. And I think he just calls those the white elephants. I think, you know, as he's like, listen, he has, we, we landed some of those, but you can't plan your business around the elephant hunting. You have, you know, you got to play small ball and then every now and then pull out the elephant gun and, you know, <laughs> snipe one of those. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So, uh, gosh, I, 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 I feel like we've covered a lot already here, but, uh, Chris, what, yeah. talk to us about your, your goals with this thing. What do you, uh, you said you're going to probably be keeping this business for a while. Um, 
what what do you see this thing being down the road? Because we know right now, like this year, you're probably going to be in that million dollar ball ballpark. I'm assuming. There's some somewhere around. Yeah, there. yeah. close to there. Yeah. So you know, in five years from now, what what are you thinking? Like, what's if if you could write the script of what you wanted it to look like? What do you what do you think you're going to have here in a few years? The five million dollar ballpark, hopefully. Nice, nice. <laughs> Nah, the plan is to, to keep growing it. I mean, as with any uh, service, uh, you're going to eventually get to the point where you hit critical mass in your market. And, you know, there's just so much you could do. I would like to keep growing it to a point where I am completely and totally comfortable with finances. If I decide not to work for five years, I am completely good. And the company just still runs without me, mm-hmm. even though I'll still be involved. But financial security is the name of the game. Yep. Yep. 100%. You know, I don't need to have the biggest company. I just need to have the best company and the most profitable company. So, and, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Keep going. Oh, uh, you, you cut out. I said, I'm, I apologize for interrupting. I thought you were done, but keep going. Oh, no, no, I'm done. Oh, okay. So if, um, I'm curious what your answer is on this one. Um, cause, and again, there's not a right or a wrong on you know, like both are completely cool. I'm just curious because I see a lot of people um, like say the whole wash life thing, you know, and I'm like, eh, okay. I'm not, I don't have the wash life tattoo and I, I don't have it, you know, the bumper sticker, not because I hate it. I mean, it's, you know, a washing company. Oh, all right. I think I'm back. A washing company <laughs> is, is, um, is helping change my life, but it's not because it's a washing company. So like for me, I'm, I'm not a passionate guy about window cleaning and I'm not passionate about pressure washing. Uh, I, I do really enjoy just building something for the fun of it. Um, you know, like the building the business in and of itself is fun, but I'm more passionate about like building that life, you know, for myself and, and trying to influence my kids so that they can build similar lives. Are you a passionate window cleaner or are you a passionate entrepreneur, you know, that happens to do windows? I'm going to say that I was a pas- I was a passionate window cleaner that turned into a passionate entrepreneur. Nice. Okay. Uh, at first, yeah, window. I mean, window cleaning was life. I mean, I wore yeah. <laughs> a different window cleaning shirt every day if it wasn't if it wasn't my company uniform. But after a while, it's just like, okay, I get it. A lot of my friends are in the industry. We don't talk about window cleaning anymore. We talk about just life. Um, the entrepreneurial side of things, though, is that that's what keeps me going at this point. I, I enjoy solving problems. I enjoy making things run smoothly. I enjoy the camaraderie of the people that I work with, which is awesome. You know, I try not to hire assholes. Um, and if they are an asshole, they, they get thrown to the curb anyway. Yeah. So it works out. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. But um, yeah, actually developing the business and making it run as smoothly as possible is actually what I'm passionate about. Yeah. More so than you know, spraying bleach. Yeah, no, you know, like with me, and now this is a goal. It's not something, eh, well, I haven't achieved it. I think I've achieved, you know, some percentage of it and, and a smaller a smaller percentage. But uh, for me, it's like, it's like you created this little organism, you know? Uh, it's like it's like you, you conceived a baby, you know what I mean? It's like you, you created this little thing, and at the beginning, you have to do everything for it. You know, you're, yeah. you're wearing every hat, you're doing sales, you're doing marketing, you're doing the cleaning, you're doing the pissed off customer stuff. You're doing the, what, you know, you're going to the B and I meetings, you're doing it all. And then, and then the thing starts to crawl a little bit and 
Maybe you're still around for everything, but you've got an employee that's helping you know, so they can do a little bit. But you got to watch him; you can't let him get too far away because he's gonna, you know, fall into the sewer drain over there or something if you don't. Yeah. Then, then he pulls himself up and they start walking a little bit, and it's like I think that's kind of where my business is, is where I've got like a toddler now that's kind of well, maybe not because I will leave the business alone, and you can't don't leave toddlers alone, people. But you know, it's like my business now I can go away for a little bit and it can still operate without me and do some cool stuff. And, and, uh, that is a lot of the fun for it for me. Don't get me wrong. I'm doing it for the money. <laughs> I'm doing it oh, for the yeah, money, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but this is, you know, this is really rewarding and, and really fun. And it's why, um, uh, it's why I, I, I want to do another service business. Cause I think, you know, if, if I was just chasing the money, um, there's probably some other things that you could do. I don't know. I mean, I'm not naming one, but you know, I don't know. I'd probably get my real estate license and go make a lot of money doing real estate or something. But, but this is fun on top of life changing. And, um, it's, it's cool stuff. And like you were, I know you're uh, good friends. I think you are, you mentioned them and I think you're good friends with them, like with Chris Lambernini's and those guys. Yeah. Um, uh, I heard Chris on an interview one time and I don't remember what, when this was because he doesn't really like to do interviews anymore. That's not really his, his yeah. preference, but, yeah. <laughs> um, but he was talking about, you know, he, so Chris, by the way, for anyone listening is the guy that owned, if you go to like windowcleaner.com or, or window cleaning resource or WCR, if you see that, I think they're the, I think I'm not positive, but I think they're the biggest, uh, window cleaning, um, supplier, um, probably in the country. I'm, I think they might be now. Yeah. I, 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 there's, a, there's a handful of big ones, but, um, I, if they're not actually the biggest one, they're very close yeah. to it. Yeah. Well, the bottom line is they've done, he's done a phenomenal job and him and his brother, um, I think they started it together oh. and yeah. And, um, but Chris was talking one time on a, on a thing I was listening to and he said, you know what I wanted to do? He goes, I, I was doing window cleaning. I started it in my, you know, my dad's basement and you know, he did, the, he did some great things and ended up selling his company. He goes, I loved it. He goes, it helped. It changed my life. He goes, my brother came in, started cleaning windows for me. And he came up through the ranks and did all this stuff. And he goes, it changed our lives. And he wanted to make window cleaning cool. You know, so it was like when he started the WCR, he's like, we're making stickers and we got t-shirts. So like when you said you were wearing t-shirts, I bet you a lot of them were probably WCR shirts. If I was a betting oh, man. Yeah. You know? that's why. yeah. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> it, it's really neat. This, um, this, uh, culture, I guess culture would fit the uh, community, this community that, that has come up around this. And, and there's, there's pricks out there, you know, especially this time of year on Facebook when a lot of people aren't working, but this yeah. has been, yeah. you know, like I came from security. So I was doing like, you know, like alarm systems and cameras and stuff like that. Um, in that industry, you hated every other business owner and it, or in every other business, it didn't matter if you were in California and the other business was in Florida, you hated that other, you know, company over there. There was no like friendliness, you know, in that, in this industry, yeah. we're a bunch of dudes and, and well, we're a bunch of people, a bunch of guys and gals that are, um, literally most of us started doing this because we didn't have any money to start a big business, right? Most of us got into it because it's a low barrier to entry. And so it's like, it's this community of people that are like, Hey, 
we are changing our lives. You're damn straight. I'm going to help you, you know, and I've, I've called people that I don't know literally across the, the country um, th- that have helped me out with stuff. And I've tried to repay and do the same for other people as, as I learn a yeah. thing or two. And, and I love it. And I think Chris, you know, who we're talking about here, which uh, actually I didn't plan on this, but I'm going to use it for a segue here in just a second to another topic. But I think Chris uh, and Thad actually, um, uh, cause Chris and Thad did the huge convention, um, because uh, yeah. the convention is probably a big, big, big part of this too. But uh, those two guys have uh, really helped create this awesome, you know, this awesome thing. And then you know it's good when you start getting turf wars, you know, because I I know there's there's been like these turf yeah. wars of yeah. like you know rogue window cleaners over here that hate the the establishment and and all that stuff. So it's been fun. It's been been good stuff. Well, I gotta tell you, when I first started uh, back in 2010. The first thing I did is went online and looked for a forum. I said, there's got to be a forum for yep. window cleaners. So I found windowcleanresource.com, which is now windowcleaner.com. And I started talking to people. And then I realized, oh, crap, this is based in New Jersey. They're only like 45 minutes away. Now I got to be quiet because <laughs> so I want to learn and I don't want to create too many waves and get kicked out. But I got to tell you, Chris and Alex, they took me under their wing and uh, they actually helped me develop my business not knowing me from a sack of beans they helped yep. me develop my business and uh yeah so i gotta give them a lot of respect for that you know yep. and fad too when i first started going to conventions took me right in and i'm mm-hmm. just like you know those guys can't be friends of mine because that yeah uh, much respect to them I, i'm happy to see that they uh they are succeeding yeah, well, Chris was one of the first guests on my podcast. That's the kind of guy he is. He hates doing podcasts. He hates doing this stuff. And uh, I reached out to him when I oh, yeah. started this thing, and he's like, "Hell yeah, I'll help you out with that." So I, I, I like those guys. Um, as a matter of fact, I want to. I, I need to message them and say, "Hey, dude, if you'll send me a couple of free shirts, I'll wear them in videos online." But <laughs> I just I like their the, like their stuff. So, um, I got that right there. Yeah. <laughs> so so let me be a little self serving to be honest with you, but let's segue to something that we both have in common, but. Uh, you may not even know about, as a matter of fact, but uh, really? so, well, you may not. I don't know. It's not a secret anymore, but it's not not everyone knows. So, uh, so the huge convention has been in the industry for I think ten years now. I think it's been. I think this year, if you count last year, because it went virtual because of COVID and everything, but but this year yeah. I think is the tenth one. And um, so Thad and Chris, they've had it from the beginning. Both of them are kind of like moving into other areas of life. You know, Chris is really focusing on his e-commerce and the window uh, cleaning resource and all that stuff. Thad, I think, is like kind of enjoying a a slower life, if I understand, you know, and kind of uh, chilling a little bit. So they actually sold the convention. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, so so they sold the convention. (laughs) And uh, so what I mentioned earlier that I've been living in a hole for the last (laughs) so 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 I had told you that I'm I'm partners with uh, Michael Dockey and a couple of businesses now. Uh, The the huge convention is one of them. So there's uh, so they were ready to move on, and uh, now they're still going to be a part of it as vendors and everything like that, you know. But but they were ready to move on from managing it because it's a lot of work. Um, So there six of us were well. Five of the six of us are all uh, home service business owners. You know, you got Michael Dalkey, Michael Kaplan. Both of those guys are kind of legends in their own right. Uh, Kaplan was in, in uh, carpet cleaning, but still yet, you know, similar type of stuff. Um, and then we got a Jonathan Maynard that's in Virginia that's got a uh, 
really good sized pressure washing company up there. And we got uh, Jared Skinner, who's out in Denver, who's got a phenomenal. Oh, yeah, I know Jared. Yeah, yeah. He's got a great window cleaning business. He also has a floor epoxy business and a Christmas light company. And um, Jared was actually the guy I was referencing earlier when I was talking about the guy that liked doing the, the smaller houses. And then uh, uh, I know, um, oh, Sid Graff. I know you, I know you know Sid, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sid's good people. And then there's one other guy that no one would know, uh, Justin, but no one would know him uh, just because he's not, he's kind of, all of us were like, we love the industry and we love the huge convention, but we also need a guy that's smart on the back end. So Justin's like doing the back end stuff. And, and um, we, uh, so, so we got the convention. We're super stoked about it because essentially it's just, it's this thing that's impacted all of us. Like we've, we all attended it. We all loved it. We all grew because of it. And when we knew that, when we found out that the, uh, Chris and Thad were ready to move on, we were like, we do not want this thing to, uh, fall by the wayside here. So we're, yeah. we're super stoked. We've got the new event coming up, uh, in August. So it's always in August every year. I think it's the 19th and 20th. I'm not sure, but anyone interested can go to the dot com. But, uh, the main reason I'm kind of talking about it right now is we want to just get ahead of, you know, any rumor mills. We don't want people to say, did you hear they did a hostile takeover of blah, blah, <laughs> or, yeah, whatever. But nah, the, nah, nah. <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah, so, I mean, that's what happened. And, and, uh, honestly, man, I'm on cloud nine, just thinking this is the coolest thing to be able to be a part of. And, uh, yeah. and, and the best thing about it is, uh, you know, investing in something like this is we don't even got to do anything. And, and what I mean by that is we got to do work, but they, they created this, phenomenal thing and we've just got to not fuck it up (laughs) our goal is to not screw it up our goal is to to keep this thing like it is and it's not to say we may not ever add anything in the future but we have no desire to to change what's what's in place and um uh it's cool and uh the only thing i will say for anyone listening because last year things went to shit with covid and uh, Chris and Thad handled it the best they could, but uh, yep. there, you know, a lot of people weren't happy with the way things went down. You know, with it going virtual, and it's like, what do you do, man? It's kind of a weird, you know, kind of a weird time. But, but one thing we're doing, uh, so I'll, I'll throw this plug out there right now. Uh, from today until February fourteenth this year, uh, we're doing early bird pricing tickets, so you can save some money if you're going to go. And for anyone saying, "Well, I want to hold off and buy a ticket until we know if the event's really going to happen," here's what we've done is we put in the huge guarantee, which is if the convention's canceled because of COVID, you don't just get a 100% refund, but you actually get a 110% refund on your money. So uh, so you might, might as well buy like 10 tickets and then just hope the thing doesn't uh, doesn't happen. And then you just make a lot of money as a result, getting your your, your money refunded. So, but anyway, we're and excited. That's a no-brainer right there. Yeah. That's a no-brainer. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, so yeah, so there's no risk, but, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And I think anymore, my favorite part of the convention is like hanging out with guys like you at the bar and just having a good time. <laughs> That's <laughs> how we met for the first time in person actually was yeah. at that bar. Yep. yep. It, it absolutely was. And I, actually the first time we met, I think was a different, con- I'm trying to remember, did we meet at ResponsaCon first or at the huge, we've hung out at both. I just don't remember which one was after. Yeah. Was it after? Okay, yeah. I just couldn't remember which was which, but yeah, it's, it's fun stuff. So, uh, so we're doing that. But guys, go to thehugeconvention.com. And to be honest with you, I had to do this. I bought thefuckinghugeconvention.com just because nice. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> and but I'm not good with that stuff. So if you want to, if you want to use that URL, you have to put www in the front because I didn't know how to make it redirect. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got you. I know an SEO guy. Yeah. <laughs> So, Chris, listen. Well, I, I, 
Oh, go ahead. No, Sorry. you go ahead. You're the boss here. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm really happy for you guys. Uh, and making moves on that Chris and Thad and Alex and all them really laid some great groundwork. Yep. Another thing I'll say, get those tickets because that 100, 110% guarantee, that's phenomenal. Yep. And the plane tickets right now are incredibly cheap. Yep. Like last year, I was looking at flights to uh, Atlanta from Newark, first class for $37 round trip. Yeah. Just like, yeah, get your tickets now. <laughs> yeah, do it now, do it now. So, 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 Chris, um, we got, uh, you know, we've heard about the story. You, you got businesses, you know, that have gone. You've got other ones that are coming down the road. If you, if you had, you know, a couple minutes to give, uh, I hate to put you on the spot like this. Actually, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let you think on this one. And then, so let me pose this question, and then we're going to come back to it here in just a minute. Okay, so then I'll okay. give you another uh, softball here, and then we'll come back to it. But, you know, if you were going to give the listeners, you know, guys that are they, they're about to start their business, maybe they're in their first year or two, but they're really struggling, you know, consider some advice that you want to give those guys. But before you do, I have probably the most important question you've ever been asked. All Definitely right. on a podcast and maybe in life. Um, this is the question that I use to uh, judge every one of my podcast guests. Um, it lets me know if you're intelligent and good or if you lack intelligence and you're, you're a really terrible person. So no pressure, no pressure, but here's the scenario. Okay. And you're going to, you're going to have to choose between two things. All right. So you're, you're out, you know, imagine you're in like the, the Roman Colosseum back in, in the height of its heyday, you know, back when it was awesome way back when gladiators are fighting and this and that. And you are the entertainment in between a couple of gladiator matches, okay? And you're standing in the middle of the Colosseum. No weapons, no armor. So you just get your clothes. You can wear the hoodie that you have on, the ball cap, you know, whatever. But that's it. Just your normal, everyday clothes, no weapons. And they're about to raise that gate over there. And there's a gate on the left, and then there's a gate over on the right. And you get to pick which one they raise, okay? All right. Behind the gate on the left, there's a thousand duck-sized horses, okay? So a thousand horses that are, you know, 12 inches or less tall, okay? Yeah. The other gate opens, and it's a single horse-sized duck, so it's basically like a flying, it's like a dragon, right? It's, so it's the size of a horse, but it's a duck. You're going to fight one of these two options to the death, hands only. Well, yeah, I mean, you can, you can use all your body parts, all right? But, what, what, but no weapons. What say you? Oh, I've heard something similar to this before, but it wasn't this exact one. <laughs> uh, now, before you answer... All the listeners are, are they're waiting and they're judging. They they are gonna judge the hell out of you for this. So be you know, make sure you make sure that you have conviction with your answer here. I, I, I think I'm screwed either way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would say, and I'll tell you the tactics behind it, I would go for the horse sized duck. Oh because oh, are you kidding me? All right, all right. Nope, you have to stick with your answer. You have to stick with your answer. Now you got to explain why. Okay, well, if you have a thousand duck-sized horses coming at you, you're going to get swarmed. They're going to be running all over you. You're going to get trampled. At least you have a fighting chance with a 
horse-sized donkey because you could get behind it, you could get on top of it, you could get under it, you could juke it. Hmm. You know, I don't know. Like, what are you gonna do when that thing starts dive bombing you? Duck. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> so here's the thing. I, okay. I, I have to be honest, most people choose the horse-sized duck, which disappoints me. It really makes me fearful for society here. But um, I always say the thousand duck-sized horses, and here's why. Essentially, a duck-sized horse is kind of like a chihuahua. You wouldn't be scared of a thousand chihuahuas, would you? Have you ever met a real chihuahua? I have a chihuahua. Oh, is, yeah. <laughs> but oh the, man, those are those are. I'd rather have a pit bull coming at you than a chihuahua. <laughs> They're not going to like World War Z you where they cr- climb up on each other and overcome <laughs> you. Yeah. I, I always see, say, I <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I know that's what, but so the, the way I see it and, and I'm in the minority, but that doesn't mean I'm wrong folks. That doesn't mean I'm wrong. I'm right on this one, but on the, the thousand duck sized horses, I just look at it like it's going to be a long day with a few breaks and I'm going to have some, you know, bloody, um, you know, ankles, you know, and shins from them, you know, biting at me, but that's okay. I'm going to, I'll probably just put on some like Carhartt overalls because that's fair. That's not cheating. That's going to help protect the legs a little bit. And I'm just going to step on them. You don't even got to kick them. You don't got to exert a lot of energy. I just got to raise my foot and then put all my weight down, kill one, do, do about a hundred of them. I'm going to lean up against the wall, take a break, start killing a hundred more of those sons of bitches before you know it, day's over. Ducks, uh, you know, the horse size, uh, duck size horses are dead. I'm going home, and uh, wife's got some food on the table for me. So that's, that's the way I see it. You know, <laughs> I didn't expect this conversation to go in that direction. <laughs> like, I right. You make me think that for a second. I haven't thunk in a while. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, well, fair enough. You gave the more typical answer. Most people, most people say the big, big duck. I just think you guys aren't thinking this through because it's like. I'll just throw three things out there, and then you can email me later on how I was right once you've thought this over. So first off, imagine that duck's leg. I mean, his legs are going to they are gonna be like telephone poles. You know, I mean, they're going to be like that big around, you know. He's got these – have you ever seen their feet? You know, they got little claws. Feet, yeah. yeah, but they got claws on the end of them, so they're going to have these huge claws, the size of a tiger's. Um, a duck's bill, his bill's going to be the size of a horse's head, and they got like these little like teeth things lined all in there. They're terrifying. And then he can fly. So you chose to fight a dragon, man. You, you chose the dragon. I don't know. I don't. Get, he just doesn't breathe fire. That's all. Yeah, even dragons have their weaknesses. <laughs> they do. They do. Uh, I'm from New Jersey. I don't, I'm not afraid of dragons. You're not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, all right. That that was that was a good answer, and I appreciate you humoring me there. So, 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 new guys are listening to you. Uh, you're a veteran in the industry. You've got a successful business that allows you to take you know anywhere from one to three months off a year, depending on the year. You got a good lifestyle. You're doing things that you love. Um, what say you to these guys that are thinking I need to I need just a couple of ba- one or two basic tips from this dude to help me out? Well, to quote a very intelligent man that I know. Don't be a bitch. I like that. <laughs> you're going to have your ups. You're going to have your downs. You're going to have the days where you love your business. You're going to have the days where you think that everything's falling apart. Cut the shit. Just keep doing it. Anytime you see a problem, just charge it head on. Don't be afraid of it because the only way you're going to solve a problem is to attack it. Whether it be 
you know, one horse-sized duck or one <laughs> 1,000 duck-sized horses. You, you got to tackle the problem. You're stuck if you don't. Just keep going. And... Well, that's, that's a... Things aren't going to go your way. Yeah. Things aren't going to go your way all the time. And, you know, you're allowed to be emotional. You're allowed to get angry. You're allowed to get upset. You're allowed to be happy. But at, in the long run, only you are responsible for actually making your own success. If you're relying on somebody else or think somebody's going to bail you out, you, you can't yourself. So yeah. just be a man or woman about it and get shit done. Well, guys, you heard this from Chris. What he said was, Don't be a bitch! Don't be a bitch, man. I love it. I love it. Don't be a victim. So. Chris, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I like you even more now than I did before it started. This has been a fun conversation for me personally. I know the listeners have enjoyed this. Um, guys, normally I would say, All right, Chris, do you want to sell anything? But he doesn't have anything to sell unless you want some window cleaning. So if you're in New Jersey and you don't have a window cleaning or pressure washing company, call Triple C Pro. Power and window cleaning, power washing and window cleaning, uh, power washing first, it sounds like now. Um, but uh, but give them a call if you need those services. Otherwise, leave the dude alone. He doesn't want to hear from you. Uh, it, actually, I'm, sure he, I'm sure he does. But, uh, but Chris, thank you so much. And guys, listen, I just want to remind you one more time, if you're not doing the things that you want to be doing in life, you better have a damn good reason for it. But if you're not pursuing those things, there's no good reason for it. Peace.